For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! It's the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught! Hey, that's great football now! 35-40, down the far sideline. We got a play, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go on. Are you kidding me? Let's go! 10, touchdown, Seahawks! the Seahawk podcast. I'm Brett Davern. That's Lofa Tatupu. Hello. (laughs) On today's episode, what is going on with Seahawks free agency? We'll give you the very latest. Also some reaction to the moves they've been making so far on the offensive side of the ball this time with our expert Lofa Tatupu. And Lofa and I will discuss Seattle rock bands, Pearl Jam or Nirvana. We're also still looking for a listener to give us the correct answer to the question from last episode when we played a round of Stop Me When You Know It. I gave off a bunch of clues to a former Seahawks player. You guys are supposed to be guessing the right answer on our email inbox, which is seahawkspod at gmail.com. Still looking for winners in that contest, so email us your answers. Go back and listen to the last episode and give us your answers. Send them in to seahawkspod at gmail.com. We're looking for three Winners This week, in addition to your answers from last week, you can also send in some questions, if you'd like, to the email address. If you've got questions for me or for Lofa, and then on some future episodes, we can play games like Ask Lofa or What's in Our Mailbag, (laughs) things like that. (laughs) Um, Lofa, speaking of happy, man, I am really happy to see that you made it through the first round of cuts, buddy. Uh, Just fortunate and grateful for the callback. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. Was it a little scary opening the locker? Were you looking for that pink slip like in Major League? Yeah, I felt like Rick Vaughn, you know? I didn't know <laughs> if you were going to Roger Dorn me. And so <laughs> I'm just I'm grateful to be here. Oh man. I did a I did a race car movie one time, Lofa, with Corbin Burnson. And no. oh yeah, you can find it out there. It's called Born to Race. I play a race car driver, and he plays the instructor. He basically plays uh, Viper to my Maverick in this race car movie that basically rips off Top Gun. But anyway, to hang out with Corbin Burnson for a couple weeks and just talk about Major League was awesome. Was it amazing? Oh, it was the greatest man. He's got the greatest stories about well, Charlie Sheen and all kinds of stuff that I probably can't even say on the radio. But I, you love that movie. I know you love that movie. Why did Wesley Snipes, Tom Berenger, they had a crew. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. I bet they had some parties, too. <laughs> Bob Uecker? <laughs> Man. Just a bit outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Lofa, I got to ask you first. Pearl Jam or Nirvana? You know, I grew up on the East Coast, and, you know, we got a little bit of both. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm good friends with Tim Beerman, the manager of Pearl Jam. Met Mike McCready through the great Walter Jones and, and our boy Jose Moreno uh, introduced me to them. So I feel a butt coming on. I, yeah, I have to go with 
with Pearl Jam. Oh, you're going to go with Pearl Jam. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say all these things. Oh, I know all these guys. They're all my friends. But... I will give you a, I'll give you a however. Okay. Uh, Soundgarden, and we talked about this. Yeah. The great Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, you know... That that guy, you know, he he has a place in my heart too. Yeah. Oh, he can wail. There's one of the greatest rock voices of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. You'll get no argument from me on that one. Uh, but let's switch gears from music and talk about some NFL free agency, shall we? It's something I know a little more about. Okay, so let's talk about free agency again. Let me remind everyone the moves the Seahawks have made so far in free agency. They've retained uh, defensive tackle Jaron Reed. They've added Bruce Irvin. They brought in offensive guard Chance Warmack and center B.J. Finney. Also, offensive tackle Cedric. <laughs> have you figured out how to say his name yet, Lofa? Yep, Cedric. Cedric o. <laughs> You're just going to shorten it. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is, this is why he was one of the smartest middle linebackers to ever play the game right there. I, I, I couldn't come up with that. All right. Uh, anyway, and the Seahawks also traded for cornerback Quentin Dunbar, and they let George Fant and Quentin Jefferson go. Uh, Lofa, let's talk about what they've been doing on the offensive side of the ball in free agency. We covered defense last week. This week, let's talk about offense. Um, so right off the bat, Chance Warmack at guard, B.J. Finney at center, and then tackle Cedric O, and then they let George Fant go. Um, beefing up the offensive line, clearly. Yeah. I mean, trying to get protection for us and, and get um... – more of that ground game going. So um, I, I love what they're doing. And um, I know Mike Solari has, uh, has really revamped that, that line the last couple of years. So I trust in, uh, in John and Pete and what they're doing with this. You love to run the football? Oh, it just shortens the game. And then when you can run the ball, like you look back when we had Sean Alexanders and when the Hawks, when they're in the Super Bowl, those championship runs, Marshawn was just running people over. When you can just – demoralize a team like you're running the ball and there's nothing they could do to stop you it's a great game and the game becomes shorter for for defensive players and they're out there you know playing with the lead and uh and then it ultimately opens up the shots for russ to go downfield uh later in the game oh also you know lofa i forgot to mention they added wide receiver philip dorsett as well on a one-year deal from the new england patriots uh, so bringing in a wide receiver also, even though I feel like the wide receiving core was pretty good last year. Yeah, I thought it was very good. But uh, Dorsett's a guy that has shown that he could stretch the field and be that deep threat. And we know that when plays do break down, um, you know, Russell can, can you know, make the most out of it. So if he has one more target going downfield 60 yards. You know Russell get it there. And DK showed showed much more versatility than than just speed. Um, you know, catching in traffic and then, you know, run after catch. I was very impressed. It's hard for even even a guy of his size and speed to come in here and play against veteran corners and, and succeed that well. He had a phenomenal year. Uh, Lockett has been a beast since he showed up, whether it was the return game. And, and honestly, he would have a ton more touchdowns in returns if, if we used him primarily back there. But He's too valuable from the receiver standpoint to do that. Talk to me about George Fant leaving. I mean, this is a guy who obviously had a great story. He was a kind of a fan favorite, or at least a lot of fans were rooting for him because of his story and because of the injuries that he had to battle through to get back. But now, um, when it seems like he, you know, might have been able to take that next step with with us, he goes ahead and moves on to the Jets, which is which is cool. Um, but how do you feel about him leaving? That's tough. Uh, you know. It, 
he was he was poised to to start at, at tackle back before he tore his ACL that one year. Um, showed tremendous courage coming back from that, and he's uh, very versatile. And really, for a guy that played basketball his whole college career, to show that toughness was very impressive. Because that when you're in the trenches at O and D line, that is a grown man's game, and um, he's shown to be very versatile and tough. And so uh, I'm excited for him. He, he gave us everything he could. I wish he was still here, but um, you know because he provides such great security in terms of knowing he could play multiple positions, whether it's right or left tackle. What is it about Pete where he, he seems to just love these uh, guys who didn't necessarily grow up playing football? Uh, they're a bit of a project a little bit sometimes, but I mean, obviously they're, they're talented athletes and physical specimens, but you know, you got George Fant who, uh, you know, played a lot of basketball, barely even played football in college. And then I think Luke Wilson was a college baseball player, didn't even really play football. You got obviously Russell uh, goes both ways with baseball and, and football and stuff. Um, what is it with, with Pete as far as he just kind of goes out and finds dudes and then molds them into the football players he wants to be? I mean, J.R. Sweezy was a defensive lineman who they then moved to offense. Um, what is it with Pete? He's, he's an out-of-the-box thinker. And, you know, that's why – him and John together have found real value in players like Richard Sherman, who played receiver his whole career. To have that open mind and knowing that these guys just need to learn the technique, that they possess the skill to actually thrive, you know, thrive at that position. Uh, I mean, Sherman, there hasn't been a better corner than Sherman. He hasn't played corner long, which is a scary thought. And he's battled injuries. So, um, to have that vision or the foresight to predict what these guys could be and then and then spend time, you know, helping them uh, perfect their craft. It's, it's really incredible to watch how many players they found that everybody else had written off. What's it like in the locker room when uh, free agents start joining the team and stuff? I mean, obviously this year is going to be a little different probably right off the bat because people aren't in the facility and things are closed down and all the stuff that we're living through right now. But in a normal year, uh, what's it like when these guys start coming to your team and, and you're uh, an established player on that team already? Um, it's an adjustment period for both, both the player and the club. Um, you know, players getting used to a new city and a new team, a new culture, uh, because uh, philosophies of coaches and um, organizations differ. So it is adjustment period, but um, that's where you, you know, you have faith and you trust in the, you know, the, the GM and, and, the, and the coach to bring in the guys that fit the system and, and um, they are bought into the culture. And, um, and so that, that's the only really thing that, that is unknown from a player standpoint, but most of these guys, they have social media these days and, you know, they, they either they even trained together, which wasn't, you know, the case back when I was playing. Um, and so it's it's I can't imagine it's as hard as it used to be um, in terms of getting used to a new city and um, and, and the team. Do, do the players that aren't out there in free agency that are, you know, still signed to teams and just waiting for players to be added and stuff added and things like that. Do they watch the news? Are, are you, when you were playing, like, did you watch during free agency time? And, and if they signed a certain player, you were like kind of pumping your fist, like, yes, I wanted that guy on my team for a long time. Or, well, I love football. And I think, you know, <laughs> we know that so, by now. So, so I was, uh, of course, you know, uh, and, and as a captain, I think that's part of your obligation responsibility is to, um, you know, pay attention to what's going on with the team 
and and the moves, uh, you know, in the off season. So yeah, so I was uh, I was excited to when we signed, you know, a guy like Julian Peterson and uh, a guy a guy like Deion Grant, uh, you know, Patrick Kearney. Uh, th- those were some really big, you know, pieces to the puzzle that that really helped us on defense. And then even from a leadership standpoint, you know, speaking of Julian Peterson uh, and Patrick Kearney, for that matter, uh, some of the best arms in Seahawk history, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julian Peterson's what, like 2% body fat, probably not even that. He probably still is too. I mean, I saw him, but I think he came to a game a year, a year and a half, two years ago, maybe. And yeah, I still talk to Julian text with him, him and Pat. Um, uh, yeah, just just freaks of nature. Well, tell him he's my arm idol. I'm not kidding. I I Google image him all the time. I'm not. <laughs> this is not even a joke. I have like conversations with buddies at bars and stuff, and they'll be like, "Oh man, that guy's ripped." And I'm like, "No, no, no." Do you remember Julian Peterson? I'm pulling up photos. <laughs> Look at this guy's arms. They're like, "Oh, that's nothing." And then you show him a picture of Julian Peterson. I mean, you know, this might be a weird question, but like that guy has to be in your top five of dudes you played with who looked amazing with his shirt off, right? I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I didn't really keep a record, but <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the guy ate like four hamburgers at lunch and never gained a pound. Right. So obviously, I was a little jealous. More more so of that than the physique was that like he could eat that. And then it doesn't didn't affect him at all. No, if and I like, if I look like him, I would just paint a shirt on every morning and then just walk. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't own a shirt. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. He was ripped, man. He's shredded. He's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like a Napa cabbage salad. He's just shredded. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of shirts, if your name is not Julian Peterson and you need to wear a shirt like the rest of us, you should make it a True Classic Tee. Uh, absolutely. Right now, if our listeners go to trueclassictees.com and use the promo code BLEAV at checkout, they get 20% off of their first purchase. These t-shirts are amazing. I bought some. I'm wearing one right now. I've been laying around the house in one. They're completely versatile. They hold up in the washer machine after tons of washes, and they still stay stay soft. They're incredible. You can wear them out to dinner uh, as soon as we all start doing that again. You can also wear them to work out. You can wear them to lay around the house, like I said. But the best part is that they're incredibly cheap. They're only 15 bucks, and right now, our listeners get them for even less when they go to trueclassictees.com, use the promo code BLEAV, and get 20% off of your first purchase at True Classic Tees. That's T-E-E-S dot com. Lofa, last week we talked about some free agents from around the league. Uh, this week, let's talk about a few more. Um, Cam Newton is going to be released by the Carolina Panthers or probably already has been released by the time this podcast comes out. Uh, just some overall thoughts on Cam Newton, and then where do you think he's going to end up? The first thought that pops in my head is when we went down to play them and I was coaching, um, and he looked like a defensive end. That's how big this guy was. Wow. Uh, just like, what, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, had to be about 260, maybe a little heavier, and he could move like he's running. If, uh, if Cam is healthy... He instantly changes the complexion of a team, and that's it's playoff. They got to be thinking playoffs easily because I've seen him win games on his own, much much like Russ has in the past. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. You have any thoughts on where he lands? Well, I mean, he could be reunited with Ron Rivera in Washington, right? Uh, that is a possible landing spot for him. Um, uh, and then, 
San Diego, have they figured out what they're doing yet? I, you know, letting they let Philip Rivers go, obviously, and yeah. so I don't know if they've figured out what they're doing yet. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, man. I mean, he, like you said, he can just absolutely dominate a game by himself. I think he still can. I guess was 15 was his uh, MVP season, so it's four or five years removed, but he's still fairly young, and um, he's got the arm talent to, to, to still back it up. And, you know, if he chooses to, you know, use his legs in the game, I mean, there's he's shown that there's nobody that can really stop him if he wants to do that. Well, he's also got the fashion to be an NFL superstar, too. Who who was the guy on the Seahawks when you were playing that was, that was the fashionista in the locker room? This guy, Ken Lucas, corner. He came fitted, like just looked like he was going out every morning. Really? Like just fresh. Kenny Lucas was balling. I'm telling you, man, just he, I mean, it, I was jealous. <laughs> put, I, on my best night, I couldn't put a fit together like that. Yeah, he was drafted in 2001 by the Seahawks in the second round uh, with the 40th overall pick. The D-backs, they, they got that certain swagger to them, you know? They got that energy and that. That just uh, that style about it. Yeah, they bring it, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. So hey. I'm trying to think, was there anybody else? Because you know, there's always an O lineman that just swears they are the best dressed ever. Well, so, Tobek, Tobek probably had style, but it just wasn't anything you wanted to look at. Oh man, Robbie Tobek, love Tobek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me see. Tobek, Tobek, though, wait, quickly, before we move off Robbie Tobek, he strikes me as sort of a Tommy Bahama kind of guy. Robbie's one of the coolest dudes you ever met. (laughs) Um, And he was a phenomenal athlete out of Washington State. Hey, Lofa, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but I got a random question for you. You ever been run over by a quarterback? Uh, Yeah, Dante Culpepper, but he's 6'7", 280. (laughs) Yeah, he's a load. I didn't get run over. I bounced off his thigh. (laughs) All I'm right. not gonna lie. It was my first preseason game, second preseason game. Came in on a blitz, and uh, I don't even know if he saw me. Yeah, and I laid out. I should have kept my feet, you know, because the power comes from the ground. But I was like, ah, arrogant little rookie. <laughs> I dove and just bounced off his thigh, and I was like, man, he's still up. And l- luckily, one of my, I think Marcus Tobbs made the sack. He was a big oh. dude. Culpepper about six six two eighty. Do you remember being trucked by someone who's not a quarterback? Like what offhand? Like what is the worst you ever just got? Oh God, I'm gonna have to find the film. Well, Larry Allen, I thought he broke my ribs. The Hall of Fame guard, Larry Allen. Uh, so he was just pulling around. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first play, it was San Fran. You know, I run through the gap and I hit Frank Gore and force a fumble. I'm like, yes. You know, I'm talking trash. Um, cause Larry was, was holding on to the double team just a little too long. So I snuck past him. So they come out a series later and do the same play. They motion across and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm shooting the gap again. And I'm going to get Frank before he gets the ball. This time. Larry peels off and just puts a, you know, a palm right into my ribs and just sends me flying about five yards. And like, all you hear is just like, <laughs> that was, I, I, it was part of my soul, even my body. At the wow. Time. Well, since I I made you share that story, now I got to ask you what's the what's the best lick you've ever laid out? Oh, too many good ones to to really have one favorite one. Um, and then also just out of out of respect for my my fellow peers, you know, I don't I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But <laughs> some good hits. All right. But I'm happy to tell you any time I got messed up though. Fair enough. We'll go look at the YouTube uh, highlight reel and we'll find out for ourselves. Oh, Mike Sellers. Now that you're talking about it. So Washington, we're playing in the playoffs. 
and this play was like designed to get me because they passed up two players. Mike Sellers about six three, two sixty, two sixty five. He had a running head start at me. I alerted. I was like, "Hey, it's gonna be a crack toss, fellas." So I told Dion Grant, and then I told Leroy, who was right next to me. So they're like, "All right, cool." So you know, if we're going by X's and O's, he should take out the nearest threat, which was Dion. Well, he passed him up. <laughs> and then he passed up Leroy. And then the guard's coming at me. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to have to run over the top because Clinton Portis just got a toss and he's fast. Yeah. So I go over the top and it just puts me right into the path of Sellers coming from a 15-yard head start. Oh. And I'm going to get that clip somehow, some way. And I'm going to send it to you because you've right. got to see this. All right. I do a full, like, backflip. And my head hits the ground, but... I wasn't out. I bounced up to my feet. And I, I pursued the play. And then uh, after the play, you know, I look back and, like, the guard is just looking at me like, man, like, he just, he didn't know what he just witnessed. Like, <laughs> he can't believe I'm up. And so I looked at him and I was like, yo, that, you know, that that, that was weak. You know, I, I had some choice words for him. And, uh, and, and, and he looks at me, he's like, yo, I didn't even hit you. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, man. I, you tell whoever did hit me that that was weak. <laughs> it's and amazing. I just, I, you know, I walked back to the huddle like, man, I don't know what just happened. Do you talk a lot of trash on the field? Man, you have to. When you're 5'11", 235, you use everything you got. The psychological warfare, man, you got to. Because you never, you know, use anything you can against these guys, man. They, there's some, some monsters out there. Who was it that you played with on your own team that was like the William Shakespeare of trash talk? Me and Leroy... We had some fun out there talking to opposing offenses and telling them what we thought of them. Chuck Darby was nonstop. Probably, he's like 5'11", 300 pounds, and, you know, just just a little beast. Uh, he, he could talk a good game. Hey, Lofa, I want to tell people about Bet Online, uh, and then after I do, do you want to play that game again where you guess your own teammates? Absolutely. Okay, you want to play Stop Me When You Know It. That's what you're telling me. That's, yeah. You want, a, you, you want a hard one or an easy one? Stop. <laughs> I already know it. You already know who it is? Yeah, I'm that good. All right, who do you think it is? Matt Hasselbeck. No, that'd be an easy one. <laughs> okay, okay, no, we'll, we'll, we'll play the game. Go ahead, give me one. I know, but do you want a hard one or an easy one? I want a hard one. Come on, man. Challenge me. Are you sure? Positive. Yeah, you know I played from 05 to, to 10. I got. So we'll, I we'll went back sure. and looked up the right rosters. Make I got sure. you. Make oh, sure I, you know the roster. I got you. I got you, but it's not going to be easy, okay? Before right, we play the game, though, I have to tell people about betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag. Use our promo code MYPOD100. That's M-Y-P-O-D-1-0-0. You get a welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code. Look, I know there's no NBA, there's no NHL, there's no MLB, the NFL hasn't even started yet, but there's still lots of things that you can bet on, or you can play in their online casino. You can play poker or blackjack. There's mixed martial arts you can bet on. There's American Idol. There's the elections, the primaries, the spelling bee. And then they also have a poker tournament that's worth three quarters of a million dollars. So go to Bet Online where the fun never ends and use our promo code MYPOD100, M-Y-P-O-D-1-0-0. Here we go, Lofa. You said you wanted a hard one. I don't know if this is going to be hard or not. I, I don't know, but I got to tell you, when I looked up the roster, I had this moment where I was like, oh, yeah, 
this guy. And I was a huge fan while he was playing, but for some reason he slipped my mind uh, after that, but he shouldn't have because he was awesome. So here you go. This player who played with you, and now I'm reading right from Wikipedia, word for word, the, the different clues here, and I'm just leaving out the person's name, okay? This player was born in Cleveland, Ohio in 1974. He was 6'5", 230 pounds during his playing days. He played college football at Penn State. Stop. I'm going to guess Joey Juravicious. How the hell? That's ridiculous. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> Man, Joey J was a beast. Dude, uh, let, me, let me tell you some more about him. Not that you need to know, but let me just remind everybody out there. He was drafted in the second round in 1998. Uh, by the Giants. He played for the Giants, the Buccaneers, uh, where he won a Super Bowl, by the way, with John Gruden and the Buccaneers. And then he came to the Seahawks, and then he later played for the Browns. He signed with the Seahawks in 2005, which was your rookie season. Isn't that correct? Yep. And then uh, he had his first season, or no, in his first season with the Hawks, he had 10 uh, touchdown catches, which was a high for his career. He also led the team in receiving with five catches for 93 yards during Super Bowl 40. He was the leading receiver for the Seahawks, and he finished his career in 2008 with 323 receptions, 4,119 yards, and 29 total touchdowns. That's Joe Jerevicious. Joey J was a beast. You got a Joe Jerevicious story for us? I, I got several, but, you know, I'll keep it short. Yeah, let's dole them out one at a time. We got tons of episodes. Okay, well, so, I mean, he comes over his first year, right? And, um, you know, we got our one and two, um, D-Jack, Daryl J, and Bobby. They're running one and two, so he's really only going in on three wide sets. And then D-Jack hurts his foot. And Joe and Bobby carry us, you know, along with Sean Alexander, you know, in that run game, and you know, to to an eleven win streak or, or whatever it was after that that Washington game that we had. It was like ten or eleven straight games until we ran into Green Bay. Right. He there was one game. I'm not going to say what game it was, but it was a, a huge game. And it was pivotal in terms of us finding ourselves as you know battling through adversity. You know, it was a it was a tough game, hard fought. But I remember him coming to the sidelines and he said, yo, I got a rookie on me. Throw me the ball. <laughs> and the next pass went up and he mossed this kid, this poor kid. He mossed him so bad. And then the best part about him was anytime he got the ball, he wasn't looking to go down or out of bounds. You were going to get a vicious stiff arm or a shoulder dipped into you. Because like you said, 6'5", 230. And, uh, man, I had a lot of fun watching him play the game of football. I love that. Uh, we're out of time on this episode, Lofa. Uh, but, you know, I had a ball, and I can't wait to do it again. Man, thank you so much for having me, bro. <laughs> Dude, you're not a guest. You're a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm still earning my stripes. Yeah, I got to say, uh, your performance in week two here, or episode two, was stellar. I have a few notes for you on the game film, but we can go over it behind closed doors. Yeah, email me, text me, let me know how I get better, Coach. <laughs> for now, this has been the Seahawks Podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Thank you all out there for listening. If you've got questions or comments or basically want to say anything to Lofa or I or producer Katie over there, you can email us anytime, seahawkspod at gmail.com. That's seahawkspod at gmail.com. And once again, thank you 
for listening. We will be back next week with brand new episodes right here on the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Right now, Lofa, let's wrap it up. Say it with me, big guy. Go Hawks! Go Hawks! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.